Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this week's Self Mastered. This week, I have Deneen Grant on the show. She is a new podcaster, and she's a person who is an excellent example of all the good things that can happen when you start before you're ready. So many of us hold off on starting new projects or going down new paths in life because we're waiting to have all the information we need to be able to do it perfectly right out the gate. While, spoiler alert, perfection is not possible, humans are not perfect, and the fastest way to learn anything is to start doing the thing. Even in this recording, I can still hear me getting used to the new audio in my office. And the audio is not perfect, but you know what's better than perfect? Done. All right, everybody, let's get right into it. Hi, Deneen. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so great to have another podcaster on the show because you don't have, you know, the technical issues with sound and people don't click their pens and move all around like you sometimes (laughs) have with other guests. So thank you so much for bringing your expertise. So today I wanted to talk about creativity because you are creating content constantly and it's been a little bit of a journey for you. But before we jump into that, so I listened to your episode one, and you explained that you knew you had a show in you, but you were afraid of the tech. How deep are you into your podcasting journey, and how long did you know you wanted to be a podcaster? Yeah, so um, I'll kind of work backwards and then for, uh, forward. So my podcast is an intimate conversation with women of color, and it actually started as a panel. So in 2017, I created a panel for an LGBTQ plus uh, workplace advocacy event. And it was in Philadelphia. Um, And I thought about, I said, you know what? Where are the women of color? How are they represented at this particular event? So I went ahead and put something together. Um, The focus that year was on uh, corporate Um, an employee resource group. So I had women who were in the community as well as women like myself who own corporate strategy for the LGBTQ plus community. So we did the panel. Um, It was providing a platform for LGBTQ plus women of color and allies to use their voices because we have voices. We don't always have a platform to use them. So I, you know, moderated that in 2017, did it again in 2018. Um, That year we got real deep. Uh, I said, I'm Oprah-ish. We shut the door. We had people who were standing against the walls. All the seats were full and people were on the floor and others couldn't even get in. So Mm -hmm. we got, you know, real deep with it. And uh, it was a great, great session. And then last year, the focus was matriarchs of color. So I had women who were um, in a community with children or parents of children who are in a community. So after that, um, last year, it was October, someone said, what's next for you? 
And so I started thinking, I'm like, you know what, maybe a podcast. Because earlier in the year, I did think, oh, I wanted to do a podcast. I just didn't know about what, right? It was just, oh, I want to, and that was it. So again, October last year, 2019, started thinking, December, I made a decision. That's what I wanted to do. Fast forward to January, you know, life gets in the way, um, then COVID. (laughs) And so, you know, having to just adjust mentally to COVID, um, I wasn't thinking about a podcast. And then I was thinking, well, what's next for me? What can I do? How do I level up during this time in the podcast? So on a Thursday, I was having a conversation with my coach and I was telling him how, you know, these different opportunities had presented themselves. They were speaking opportunities, but I didn't recognize them for what they were. And I told him I wanted to do a podcast, but, um, and he said to me, you and I can have the same audience say the same exact thing. However, they will only hear it from you. And I'm like, okay. After speaking to him, I started reading Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, and she starts off talking about vulnerability. And I'm like, that's it. The fear of being vulnerable, the fear of it not being as polished as others um, and what people may say and how they may receive it. That's what I was experiencing. So the next day was Good Friday, and I decided to Nike it and just do it. So, so I you didn't know that you didn't know that was your blockage until no. you were reading that book. And then it was like, Absolutely. Oh, that's yep. it. Uh, Absolutely. I did not know that that's what it was, a fear of being vulnerable. And like I said, once I did, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and so that's what, you know, episode one was pretty much saying my welcome episode saying, hey, look, I'm just getting started. I was, you know, afraid and we're just going to do what we're going to do. You know, I committed to only doing one per month and it's been one every week. So as I said, I'm on episode seven. I, Friday was episode 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's a lot. The weekly is a lot. So (laughs) I run out the gate. I'm more of a project starter than a finisher. And so I get real gung ho in the beginning. Yeah. And of course I overcommit. So I said, oh, weekly. I recently thought Luckily, someone stopped me about <laughs> doing a daily podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they were like, oh, uh, hell no. They're like, you're so burnt out. They're like, we can already see you're starting to burn out with your <laughs> weekly ones. So I'm going to need you to take it down a notch. I like the idea of a low commitment because then you can do more. And it's like, yeah. oh, they're bonus episodes. So yes. that was smart. Was that something your coach recommended or you just knew, hey, let's Let's start smaller. No, you know what? So my coach, we really didn't get into details about the podcast. His thing was just do it. You know, he was just saying that people want to hear from you. There are people who are waiting to hear from you. So that was his contribution. And then the book was helping to clear my hesitation. Um, And then I just did it. And the reason, and it ended up being weekly because I had guests. (laughs) <laughs> you know, ah, I yes. had guests and I had, you know, and I ended up getting guests booked through the end of the year. And so I decided, oh my goodness, I don't want to stop this momentum. And at the time I was scheduling everything manually. So I said, you know what, I need to change this up. So I went to a calendar. Um, so now, you know, I have a, a mechanized way of scheduling and I'm already booked through February. 
So I I will have oh a guest every week. Yeah. And so are you keeping the majority? I mean, that's a lot. This is August, y'all. <laughs> so are you pretty much keeping your focus on your original LGBTQIA folks? No, or have you, know, you expanded? That, yes, expanded. So that's a great question. So initially, and what I do say in episode one is that it was specifically for LGBTQ+, because that's where the panel started. Um, but interesting enough, the first person who like raised their hand is not in the community. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and expand it for women of color. And so there's a mix in there because several of my guests are in a community, um, but I didn't want it to be limited. I wanted to go ahead and expand, right? I wanted to expand, you know, the, the spectrum that we cover. I really like the idea of an intersectional Yes. WOC space, because I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of like homophobia in the black community. Mm -hmm. And as black folks, we're already kind of not, I don't want to say limited, but sometimes you really have to make an effort to find a safe place. Yeah. Your blackness is neutral. But then if you're black and you also have another marginalized identity, it can be even harder to find safe places. So I love the idea of creating a platform that's specifically for people of color and is still very focused on the LGBTQ plus people too. So that we can work on people getting beyond those blockages. It's very, very disturbing sometimes it'll pop up and people will state things like, oh, everybody, of course, agrees with me on this. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Just the level of comfort with which people will spout their bigotry. I'm just like, oh my goodness. So yes, <laughs> I'm really glad you've created a safe place for those intersecting communities because I know it's really needed. Yeah, How absolutely. How are you feeling about the fear right now? How has that diminished as you've gone through the 17 episodes or? Oh, it was gone as soon as I, you know, finished, uh, stop. As soon as I clicked stop (laughs) on that first episode. First one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, the fear was gone. Yeah. I just had to just, you know, just do it. And I knew that once I did that we were all good. Right. So I did it and I was good. Right. And so from there, it's building a plane as you fly. Yeah. It's adding on, it's leveling up. It's, you know, learning from other podcasters such as yourself and just, okay, what do I need to do? Right. I I didn't have a microphone. Now I have a microphone, you know, I wasn't thinking about sound quality. So now I'll dip into the closet or something, you know, if I need to. So, you know, learning those things and even with the way marketing and whatnot, right. And and starting to use Canva and, and just using different things. And like I said, the the scheduling as opposed to just doing it manually. So yeah, no, yeah, I, that I'm was good. a life changer. I love right. my little calendar. You saw the link that I sent you. <laughs> yes, man. What a time saver, but Absolutely. you know, you don't know until you know, but that is huge to be adventuresome enough to start before you feel ready. So smart. And do you see that you're learning about a million times faster than you would have had you done it in the opposite order? trying to research oh, yes. before you did it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause as a matter of fact, so in December I did, I was like, Oh, I need steps. And then I came across these steps and like step number one or two really got me hung up and and it was more of an internal thing. And it was about, I think getting a domain. Right. And so Mm -hmm. spending money to get a domain. And so I was stuck there and, you know, and I was, you know, letting that block me. And then I said, you know what, girl, would you just go ahead and get the domain? And I did. Right. And so I'm like following all these steps. And then my sister is like, oh, I just did a podcast. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I use Anchor. It was free. I'm like, girl, if you don't cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) So I went ahead and canceled the other thing that I was using. And, you know, again, I'm like, okay, cool. So I knew knew the platform that I could use, but other stuff kind of like competed for my attention. And so the podcast was put on a back burner. But again, I'm the type of person that believes things happen when they're supposed to. Um, and, and that's part of my journey, right? And, and what's part of my journey is for me to be able to say, tell you what, I, my, what I've gone through, right? As opposed to, oh yeah, I went ahead and set it up and it was all professional and it was this and is that. Where's the story in that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's the lesson? Where's the, you know, encouragement for other people? Because what I'm about is elevating the voices of women of color. It's about empowering women of color. And you have to travel a road to be able to share that with people, to be able to say, okay, I did this, that, and the other to get to where I'm at, as opposed to, boom, I was just there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is so true. I mean, you learn so much more when you just start doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you know what your mission is, if the mission is greater than your fear of not being perfect, yes. then it really helps you move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, so it started with a podcast and I've had conversations with different people and I call them my catch up to the vision moments. So they, you know, people have said, oh, you know what you, how about this? You know, somebody else, how about that? And I'm like, oh my God, catch up to the vision. So for me, there are people who will be placed in your life that see, you know, around the corner right? Mm. That you don't see yet because you haven't, you haven't turned. They see. And so they're bringing it to you and it's up to you what you do with that. And so each person kind of came to me with that. And so one in particular was on Instagram, you know, someone, you know, said, Hey, so do we just send you content? We want you to post. And so I messaged her and I'm like, um, I have a podcast (laughs) and she's like, Oh, well, don't you? And I'm like, you know what? Yes, this is another catch up to the vision moment. So I immediately created a page on my website for elevating voices of women of color. So specifically for someone like her who had something to say, a message. And so this particular woman, she did an an inclusion campaign. So she's a model. And so her focus was on really amplifying the voices of people of color, um, darker pigmented in particular in, you know, media, like, you know, feeling so marginalized, like, Hey, you're one, you're not always tapping into people of color. And then you're definitely sometimes not tapping into darker people of color. Right. And so she created this campaign. So it was with video. It was uh, also with uh, film. And so that, that was my very first, I'll call it a blog post because I think that's what it is at the end of the day. 
So that I posted like last Saturday, not just the other day, but last, last week. And then this past Saturday, so another woman, you know, wanted to do something similar. She provided her content first, but because I created that space for this other woman, I was waiting on her, you know, and I, and I had given to Saturday. And so the other woman, her content is out there. All right. And so with her, she is a, a singer. So I was able, and she created, she wrote something for, um, for the website and included some Ooh. photos. Yep. And then her, um, YouTube, uh, video as well. And so she, and I'm actually going to interview her in January and she recommended, um, a different way of doing it, which is another catch up to the vision moment. So the, so where I'm going with all of this is from panel to podcast to blog. <laughs> you know, I have a Facebook group for women, you know, specifically, you know, to encourage and motivate one another. Um, and, and that's where we are. And again, this started as a panel and I didn't know it was going to turn into a podcast and then have an extension with the blog and the Facebook group. Have but you always been are. this flexible or is this part of you believing that things will reveal themselves in the right time? So I'm a type of, I'm an innovator. Um, How I've described myself is I bring pie. So that's passion, innovation, and execution um, to whatever it is I do. Um, What, what I'm doing, uh, my role, so I'm a diversity and inclusion professional. That's, that's my role. And that's what had me in Philadelphia um, at that particular event. Um, And I learned that that's what I wanted to do back in maybe 2010. So I live in Detroit, born and raised. At the time, I was living in Las Vegas. And prior to moving, I prayed to learn what is my passion and purpose. And so after attending our annual employee resource group conference, I knew then I wanted a career in DNI or what's today employee engagement. And so over the next five years, I you know did the work, built the relationships, made the connections, moved back home to Detroit. Um, still keeping those relationships. And then maybe three years after I was home, I was promoted into my current role. So I would tell people that um, I'm being paid to passionately pursue my purpose. And so all of it, yeah. So all of this is just an extension of that. It's just taking it in a different direction and into another level. Yeah. For, do you see it as being a passion project for a long time or do you think? Oh, yes. Maybe down the road, it will be monetized and you won't go work anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. There you go. Another catch up to the vision. Yes. Put it out there because that's exactly where I wanted to go. Right. And it's actually, it's part of my prayer. So I also share this. I read a book, Arlen Hamilton. Um, uh, it's about damn time. And so in her book, she talks about writing your own headline. So I wrote my headline and my headline starts off from panel to podcast two, and where that two is, is the dot, dot, dot. It's pretty much everything that you just said. And so that's part of my prayer. I pray it in the morning. I pray it in the evening and the extensions of it already. And it's like, you know, to um, elevate and empower millions of women of color daily through my podcast through the blog, through my Facebook group, and and whatever else is to come. Mm. And that's a perfect fit for your current, you know, background, 
because I'm sure you have community that you can connect to. That it's yeah. fascinating how all the pieces do start to fall into place mm-hmm. if you just keep on moving forward and don't get too upset when it seems like, oh, you don't see the connection between something you did and then what you did next. Sometimes it feels like time is wasted or like, oh, maybe money was wasted, but really everything is leading to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so I have mentioned, you know, the different iterations. So I'm also um, put together a 12 part LGBTQ plus women speaker series. So that's in the workplace. And so that kicked off last week. So the first topic was authenticity. And and so I partnered with our various employee resource group, as well as an external organization. So each employee, each LGBTQ plus employee group, they're going to host one of the topics. So we've already identified the topics, the 12 topics. And so like ours, um, one of ours, they did the first one. And then the other company, they're doing the second. And we'll just swap back and forth. What I strongly (laughs) encourage um, and will make sure that happens is that we of color are greatly represented. So it was not a one or two here or there. No, I'm normalizing seeing people of color in places and spaces. Mm -hmm. That is also part of my mission. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I do feel like, So many people right now are getting a lot of clarity around what do I really want to be doing with my time? What am I really here to be doing? Some of us maybe have put off (laughs) getting really clear on that or even acknowledging that we already knew what we wanted to do, but for whatever reason had a blockage there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, honestly, even with that block, it happened when it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so so blockages are not bad things. They just are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the time may not be right. To me, honestly, everything is flowing. So once I went ahead and said yes to me in that particular way, everything has flowed. I'm telling you, I, I have people through February <laughs> when I said one time a month. <laughs> it's about relationships. I've always been about relationships. Like I don't network. Um, I build relationships. It's all about the connection. And like with my folks from the panel 2017, I host a monthly uh, virtual happy hour. (laughs) And and one of the women from actually two of the women from the first panel have been guests. So they're my LGBT, two of my LGBTQ plus guests. So they've been guests on a podcast. A third was um, a panelist on the work speaker series. So the first one. And then the fourth one, she um, facilitated a tequila, a te- tequila tasting when we did our virtual happy hour last week. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, yes. Because, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes we have like these 1980s type ideas about networking because it used to always be presented as you go in and you like force everybody to listen to your elevator pitch and you force (laughs) everybody to hear what you have to offer and hope that either they will want to do business with you or they'll know someone who wants to do business with you. But it makes more sense to me to build relationships. Yeah. And to not, you wouldn't build a relationship with somebody you don't personally like just because you think maybe one day you can get something from them that you want. 
And if you apply that same rule to networking, but sincere networking, then it's effortless because yeah. you're just making friends. Like, mm-hmm. And I do know that making friends is difficult, but if you go in with a goal of making friends with no expectations, like right. not everybody's going to fall in love with this. Some people will, some people won't. But if that's all you're trying to do, then it is easy. But that's a big mm-hmm. shift. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's definitely something. And you know how there's a, there's a saying, there's a quote about treating the janitor the same way that you would a CEO. I mean, that's me. It doesn't matter the levels. And I'll, and I remember years ago, so I was, uh, I had traveled for a job interview and the person, the driver, we were just having a great conversation. Right. And so the next day when I did get to the interview, the person who was interviewing me, she mentioned it. She mentioned about, she thought that that was like, awesome. You know, that I had a conversation with him. It didn't treat him like, oh, you're a driver. You're here just to drive me. No. <laughs> oh, were they there to see that or word got back to them? Yeah, word got back, apparently. Oh, Maybe like she that. asked the driver or maybe the driver. I don't know. Or maybe that was, that was part of the interview process because it could have been. Oh, you know, that was yeah. part of just to see, well, how does this person treat? So, yeah. And that really says a lot sometimes. I know when I worked in... HR back in the day, <laughs> then the person who covered the front desk would go on their break. People from the main office would cover, but mm-hmm. people would come in and be so rude, mm-hmm. not knowing that you don't actually work at the front desk. The person who has that position is outside eating a sandwich. Like you don't know who I am. And I right. always went back and reported and the director at the time was like, get that application and put it in the trash. Mm-hmm. That was our policy. We're like, if you're so just nasty yeah. because you imagine you're in a higher position than someone else, mm-hmm. we don't need you. Because number one, you don't know who's who. Because mm-hmm. in that particular organization, there was a culture of no matter what the task was, anybody could fill it, mm-hmm. you know, when there was a need for a substitute. So sometimes even the director sat in the front and answered the phone. I mean, he was really bad at it, but he would do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, we don't need that person here. So that, that was a good lesson to see. You don't know what type of strings the person you're being rude to can pull. And a oh, lot right. of times the front door person, they are the gatekeeper. They are the gatekeeper. You cannot be nasty to them. What nope. are you thinking? <laughs> like we literally rely on that person to tell us how you acted when the rest of us can see you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Let that be a lesson to everyone. That and it's just disgusting to think that respect should be linked to position. That's mm-hmm. not ugh, that's kind of repulsive. So yeah. who needs that in our lives. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your journey with us. How do we find your podcast and hear what kind of content you've got going? Yeah, so um, I'm across multiple platforms. Um, It's an intimate conversation with women of color. Uh, That's the podcast. I will definitely send you some links, um, but I am on Spotify, um, Anchor, Apple, iHeartRadio, and, and, you know, and I'm loving all of that because it, it, it furthers my reach. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, my goal is to impact 
empower, elevate millions of women. And in order to do that, I have to get out there. I have to get that reach out there. So that is the name of the podcast. And yes, if you go ahead and put it in Google, it does pop up. So I'm like, oh my God. Official. Okay, right? <laughs> so I love all of that. But but yeah, I'm on Twitter um, and IG and Pinterest. As, and do you uh, use the same handle about. everywhere? Yeah, so the handle on those is uh, intimate with WOC. Or when I do look at my metrics on Pinterest, I'm like, I am a boss. I am killing the game. I'm, you know. Now, how are you? But how are you using <laughs> Pinterest? Because I used to love Pinterest for saving yeah. recipes that I never made, right? And projects that I never did either. But I've been hearing a lot of people who are writing or doing mm-hmm. videos or creating podcasts they like, like videos. You. Oh, okay. Now, how do you use it? Are you posting audiograms or something, or you're really posting video? Honestly, so really across all social media, I post the same thing. I may tweak, I may tweak the verbiage, but pretty much I'm posting the same thing. Um, So if it's a picture, um, I'm putting, I'm posting that picture with, you know, whatever the verbiage is, I'm putting that on Pinterest. If it's a video, I'm putting it there as well, but they love videos. My videos are, you know, getting like thousand, you know, a thousand hit here. I have, oh, like I need to check 000. out your page. Yes. Then. Yes. Do you post like long videos or are these short? No, they're short. Cause yeah, I did short. hear that they added like the pins that move. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if they were regular old MP4 files or if they were some special new thing I didn't know about. I didn't <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? It's pretty much, I'm just trying to think. So pretty much I will, whatever photos, so whatever pictures like that I put in an audiogram, a TikTok, um, I post those on Pinterest as well. Wait a minute. Now you're on TikTok too? Girl. Ah, yes. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I'm like across everything, but you know what? YouTube is the least. So I have like, nobody really watches anything, you know, and it's not like long videos. It's just the audiograms or whatever, like a little tease, but nobody's catching me on YouTube. But the one guest that I mentioned, that's the platform that she wants us to, to uh, record on when I um, have her as my guest. So she's going to help me out with that. But again, relationships, building, you know, right. us, it, it's a sisterhood. So it's about us, you know, taking care of one another. But yeah, so I'm a rock star on Pinterest. Um, I am nobody on YouTube. <laughs> well, but it's you know, hard I'm, to be anybody on YouTube these days. People <laughs> do use it like a search engine, but when it comes yeah. to something that's a little more, you know, broad, like mm-hmm. empowerment or whatever, it, it's hard to, for me anyway, to predict yeah. what words somebody will be using to search for it. Now I Got use it. YouTube all the time for stuff like, oh, my washer made this noise. What's wrong with it? And oh, magically okay. it finds the right thing. I mean, we have fixed so much stuff with YouTube, but that's different. It's so specific, you know, or yeah, you could put yes. in the actual model number of what you are discussing in the video. But I just wonder how people make it work as a search engine for things like what you talk about. But yeah. Pinterest is definitely a search engine. So I wonder what words you use that people are searching for that makes you a Pinterest rock star. I'm going to have to get on there and study your Yeah. Page. You know what? Get on there. And so for me, it's just like, I just did it. And then I'm like, oh my God, look all these, you know, these responses or people just watching. Right. And so my thing is that all of that is great. 
I wanted to translate into listeners. But again, going back to, I created the blog for people who don't listen to the podcast. So there's, you know, we have all these different platforms because people consume content differently. So you have your people who want to listen to podcasts. You have your people who like, yeah, let me go just read it, you know, look at it that way. You know, there's different people. So it's all a journey and it's all fun. You know what I'm saying? So we shall see (laughs) where it gets. But as far as words, (laughs) I can't even tell you, right? Because there, you know, is nothing that's really consistent that I'm putting. But what I do know is the videos get more attention than just the pictures on Pinterest. That's really cool. Yeah, I think the pictures have kind of gone out, which is just so funny because it was, that's all you wanted to see initially. (laughs) But someone said, like, if a photo's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a million, something to that effect. Yeah. So it does seem like people really are connecting and resonating with creators on video. Like you feel like you're having a real conversation with them. And you know what I'm going to tell you? So my top three videos, one of them is just my, I have a thank you video. So it's just, oh yeah, it's something that I did. It's an animated video that I did on Canva. It is actually me at one of my talking events. So I'm standing at the podium and the, the words are just moving. Thank you for following or thank you for the follow. Wait a minute now. You've gotten so high tech in such a short period of time. <laughs> Because I don't know how to do the animated ones on Canva. And I have been obsessed with Canva for so long. Oh. But what I usually do is I create a template and then I use the bejesus out of it. And I don't, I don't go into other areas. I do love all of the stock photos. Remember when stock photos were like a million bucks each and you can never find one with black people in it? Like things are getting so much better. I remember having someone take photos of me like at the computer, yeah. my hand on the keyboard because I could not find brown hand anywhere. Anytime right. you saw somebody black, they were doing something that let's just say had nothing to do with working in an office. Um, right. It's like people right. didn't realize that black people work in offices too. Right. So <laughs> things are definitely getting better. So I love that inclusive aspect to not just creating the content in different places because people have preferences, Mm-hmm. But some things really are a barrier. So if you are deaf, you may find the podcast when you're searching in YouTube or someplace else that comes with sub with captions. Yeah. Then if the person didn't transcribe it or they haven't posted it someplace else, then you can't enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I like the idea of making sure your content is out there in different ways. And I have heard from my other show that's more focused on professional development, a lot of my boomer and legit boomer, not boomer is <laughs> a slur, but like people who are actually baby boomers, a lot of those listeners keep saying, oh, I would listen to it if it was on YouTube. And I'm mm. like, okay, fine. Y'all refuse <laughs> to learn how to use the, uh, like, you know how some people just hate new technology so much? Yeah. They're just not. They're not interested and they would rather use a platform the incorrect way, which to me (laughs) using YouTube to listen to podcasts is not right. But I'm like, I'm going to stop fighting y'all on this. They've said it many times. I'm like, okay, fine. that's what we're going to do now. So making it accessible to people of different age brackets as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So for me, the way that I've used YouTube, it was music. So it was music before. And then it became Issa Rae's show. So, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, Issa Rae, Yes. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did love that show. And there's a beautiful example of someone seeing something they wanted to create mm-hmm. and then blowing up in a way that there's no way she could have possibly predicted. That she would end up on, like, as a producer of so many amazing yes. stream shows from Awkward Black Girl to that. Yes. You know, she's just, huge. It's yeah. crazy. It's wonderful. It, but, it's an example for, for other people. Like, you can do it. Whatever that is, you just got to think it. What do you mean? Think it. Think it and do it. Yeah. And then it doesn't <laughs> have to be perfect because Mm-mm. the budget that they were on back then, I remember donating to their Kickstarter and in those days, I was so broke. I only put the money out there because I really wanted to know what was going to happen with her and Jay. I was very invested. Oh. <laughs> so I put my money out there. But that's how broke they were. They couldn't even finish the story for us. <laughs> but, you know, now that's not an issue. But if she would have thought, oh, I don't want to put anything out there until it can right? be polished and, like, be ready for HBO or Showtime, then she mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to even get started and she wouldn't be doing what she's doing right now. So absolutely. Absolutely. Those, you know, inspiration. She's an inspiration. Lena Waith is an inspiration. Amazing. Right. And so yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I hope everybody will check you out and I'll put all those links in the show notes. Thank you. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much to Deneen for coming on the show and sharing her experience with us. This is so relatable. The idea of getting in your own way and stopping yourself from starting something because of fear of vulnerability. So thank you so much for sharing this message. This is something we can all use. I have included Deneen's links in the show notes so you can connect with her later. And please, if you haven't already, remember to jump on the mailing list. It is www.sendfox.com slash Dahlia Kinsey. My content ranges from health and wellness information for BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus people, as well as professional development since to be a whole, well-rounded, healthy person. We need to think about being happy at home and being happy at work. After all, we do spend so much time there. Thank you again for joining me. I will see you next time.